to me this week, Harry, like I I may have caved to a bit of pressure. Mm. Everyone has been talking about Elden Ring. Like, you know, our our friend group has been playing Elden Ring nonstop. Like, I, I think some of them literally nonstop for like five days. I'm a little worried about them, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure if they're sleeping. But, you know, it's getting glowing reviews. Everyone is talking about it. You know, I'm hearing podcasts where it's like, yes, this is the Souls game for people who don't like Souls. Uh, yes, this is the one that finally turned me around. I like the Souls franchise. So, Harry, this week, I got Breath of the Wild. Yes! That's a good move. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I strongly support that decision. Like, I'm playing Elden Ring. I like Elden Ring. But you've stated you don't like Dark Souls. And, like, that's... Breath of the Wild is so good. I'm a few hours in. I'm still like very, very early into Breath of the Wild because you know I'm an old man who can who doesn't really play video games anymore. Uh, that said, it it seems like oh yeah, this is this is Dark Souls but fun. Like this is this is like a video game, like you know, open world survival crafting, like you know, timing combat game, but actually fun. I appreciate your effort to get into the zeitgeist of things, but it's not at all Dark Souls. I mean, it is fun, but like. There's very little about it. The only thing about it that's Dark Souls... Well, I mean, like, there's some things, but, like, you say timing combat. Very... Unless it's turn-based, timing is important in every video game combat. I don't know, but, I mean, the the, the combat in Breath of the Wild, it does feel a little bit more soulsy than I'm used to in Zelda games. Like, you know, with, like, uh, getting behind people's shields. And also, like, I did... I did round a corner once and get, like, one-shotted by a giant fucking rock monster who just, like, bricked me in the face. And that felt pretty Dark Soulsy. Yeah. Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize if I occasionally change up my terminology and stuff and I like start referring to hyperspace as blink space and like if I call J NHP because I've been reading a lot of Lancer books recently and like because I'm big into mechs. And, like, I'm just worried I'm going to start cross-pollinating my thoughts. Like, I, I... Wait, wait, I was already interested in Lancer as an RPG setting, Harry. Are you telling me that's basically just Power Rangers? I mean, it can be. It's very flexible. Fuck yeah. It's got a rich, deep lore behind it, but also, like, its specific rules are pretty neutral. You could absolutely run it as, like, a Power Rangers-style show. The, the other problem would be is that everybody would have their own mech, and there's not really a way to jam them together except for one specific one i'm sure there's like a house rule or something that could be like um, I, I i'm not that far into the lancer rule book harry like there's small mechs and there's big mechs right yeah like okay so I, that that seems like an easy trait to add on to mechs like four small mechs equal one big mech uh, as as yeah. like a maneuver i guess you could have like a barbarossa and have four goblins just latch onto its legs Sure, yes, I, I know what that means. I've gotten to that section. You'll eventually know what that means. Yes. Uh, speaking of eventually knowing what it means... Oh, I mean, I figured it out this episode. Like, but, yeah, whatever. 
they they did exactly bury like yes they did denounce the secret this episode but yeah it's pretty fucking obvious what's going on or at least one of them maybe there's both of them but anyway i'll stop interrupting you episode 23 of tokubei sentai go busters because you you rarely reminded me i need to say the name of the show we're doing <laughs> yep 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 uh so yes uh we are back after like a few weeks of like doing other things slash off slash i don't know it feels like it's been a while since we watched power rangers uh yeah especially because we're to if i want to be picky we're not watching power rangers we're watching go busters hey fuck you it's power rangers no it's not fine but anyway uh we start with uh gold and silver rangers uh in the forest and gold is calling his boyfriend to ask if he can come to uh Yoko's birthday party. Yeah, and the commander is a little worried, like, hey, are you sure you can come over all this time? And and Jin says, no, 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 I have to be there today, of all days. I mean, it's Yoko's birthday. Mm -hmm. Commander gives him permission, he says, thanks, and kisses the phone. And Silver, immediately after uh, uh, the commander hangs up, says, hey, commander's kind of right, you really shouldn't be hanging out in real space this long. Like, you're you're starting to have some problems, dude. And Jin says, nope. Uh, it's it's nice that you could finally be responsible about something, but no, we're gonna just move this problem further down the road. Yes. And walks away. As Ominous he, camera as he starts glitching out. Turning partially to data. I believe we said in Common Rider Double, but that's never a great sign. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so cut back to the base and just like a really quick uh, interstitial of like the buddy Royd singing happy birthday and being terrible at it. Uh, gold silver show up with flowers like everyone's like legit happy. Like this is just a legit happy start to the episode. Yep. They're, they're throwing a nice party for Yoko. Mm-hmm. Cut to the roof post credits where they're having some uh, kebab skewers. Those looked really good. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, you know, it's simple, but pieces of meat along with vegetables grilled over fire. It's. It's delicious. It's hard to go wrong. Yeah, and I I mean, that looked like real food. It looked like, you know, the people were actually eating it and enjoying it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, the the production crew was gobbling that up when they were done. But yeah, so they're, they're talking, they're reminiscing about uh, Yellow's mom. For some reason, Gold seems to know a lot about Yellow's mom. Yeah, you know, hey, uh, I, I'm, I remember Yoko back when she was only this high, because I, I knew her, I knew her mother. Way back when. Yeah. Knew her mother. Yeah. It's not like fully confirmed, but I will say <laughs> I double checked. I w- they never say anything about Yoko's dad in like other episodes. Like it's never deconfirmed. Yeah. He's a, he's the fucking dad. Of course yeah. he's the fucking dad. You know, uh, I worked with your mother. Uh, you know, this hardworking single mother and I looked yeah. after you every now and again. Th- this hot fit ace pilot who... And uh, I've, I've said I kind of got into this job to uh, get the hot chicks and also the hot dudes. Because, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with being by. Mm-hmm. Jin owns it. So, yep, 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 yep. Like, they just t- totally brushed past, like, the office affair that uh, resulted in Yoko. <laughs> Good. Cut to blank space where Enter is talking with the uh, modest one. Wait, no, it's hyperspace in uh, Messiah. Messiah is more or less telling Enter to just, hey, fuck off. Go collect Enter, John. I'm working with Escape now for the fun stuff. Yeah. And Enter says, like, no, it's, it's, I'm pleased that you made decisions without me. It, it's great. Trebian. And then he sighs as he warps back to reality. Yeah, Escape just kind of, like, saunters up immediately after and says, like, hey, if you had indulged him more, you might still be in charge. And he shoots back, like, hey, 
what you're doing is taking so much energon. We can't be doing this. You're burning through our reserves. You're going to destroy us all. Like, we all, we both have our specialties. I, in theory, am better at metaroids, and you, Enter, are good at megazords. So let's all do our own things. Uh, then, uh, Escape sees a child, like, wandering around, so she rushes up to him, just dumps out his backpack and looks for something thematic that you can make a monster out of. And she takes a magnet, like one of those old-fashioned horseshoe-style magnets that I'm not sure I've ever actually seen in real life. Like, Harry, have you ever actually seen, like, a horseshoe-shaped magnet in real life? I think I may have seen them, like, in elementary school when they were doing basic stuff about magnets, so, I mean, I, I guess that's I don't know, even in, even in elementary school, they were just, like, sticks. Because, like, why, what, well, what, what's we, the purpose of that? Just, like, just have a stick magnet. Uh, there's, there's gotta be some kind of, uh... I guess it's a handle and a magnet in one. And you can kind of show off the things of, like, the different poles? <sighs> sure, maybe, but, uh, whatever. So they, she uses uh, it... I'm, to, I'm yeah. sure, like, actual interesting podcasts could, like, do a, a long deep dive on the history of, like, magnet shapes and like, why this is an interesting cultural thing, but I don't know, it's a dumb robot. Mm. that It speaks like a... It speaks like an old-timey samurai, and he looks like a ninja. Uh, he actually looks like a pineapple. He's like, he's a magnet bot, but he, he looks like a pineapple, Harry. <laughs> like, oh, he yeah, has he... a bottled suit and, like, spiky hair. Yeah, he, he has, a uh, he has spiky anime hair that is actually, it's like magnetic spikes. It, it's like he's attacking the ferrofluid. Oh, wait, which? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, and, and I get that. I get what they they were going for, but the net result is Harry. It was a pineapple with magnet arms. Yeah, I mean that's that's Toku sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Go-Busters, they they sense the reading, so they get out there and they see a bunch of civilians being hit with these weapon things. And this is a big dial down from the like last episode. People were stuck in in hell and like. This is not one of the more threatening monsters of the week. And, like, even even the set designer, so, like, uh, what this monster does, it shoots, like, tiny little magnetized needles. And when it hits uh, people or objects with them, they become magnetized. So, you either get stuck with someone uh, if there's opposite magnet... Uh, if there's an opposite magnetic charge near you, or if there's a same magnetic charge, you are repelled away and, like, thrown away forcefully. Uh, but the the needles are literally just red and blue straws that they, like, taped to people's clothes. And and on the close-ups, you can see, like, you know, the, the bendy parts of the straw. Yeah, we're, we're in the, let's keep the show going while we figure out what we're doing part of the series. Spin the wheels, save the budget. And, like, it, it's a thing in Sentai, usually there's an episode where, like, the monster's ability sticks people together, or, like, they're handcuffed together. This happens a lot. And, but it barely matters in this episode. It's mostly just the thing that keeps some characters occupied so the others can do their own thing together. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed this episode. That said, on a rewatch, this is probably a skip episode. It's less of a skip episode than, than the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so Red and uh, his bike, Nick, get stuck together. Blue and Silver get stuck together. Mm-hmm. Leaving gold and yellow for some reason. So uh, they, you know, they launch some attacks at the Magnet Bot. They damage his headband, so he has to run away. Uh uh, unfortunately, people are still stuck together, so it's just going to be gold and yellow for the rest of the app. Yeah, and, like, they're kind of able to, you know, swing their sword around and lightsaber block the shots mm-hmm. as they're coming in. But 
they're not really able to focus on attacking while they're doing it, so they gotta figure out some way to better guard it. Yeah, so back at the base, they uh, have some uh, alternate armor uh, that allows, uh, that I guess is like magnetically protected so uh it won't be able to uh latch onto them with the needles it's it's just spray painted like uh roller skater pads but i actually kind of like this because this is foreshadowing there is a more concrete upgrade that comes later that's kind of similar armor stuff and this is just like showing oh they're working on upgrades yeah i I do appreciate that and like yes it's iteration and also to be blunt like real armor does kind of look stupid like actual real effective armor looks just like that I mean, actual, there are actual militaries or, like, mercenary companies that use, basically, uh, sport gear, like sport helmets and pads when they're running around because, hey, it protects your, your knees and, yeah. and your elbows. Like, it, it 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 looks like skater gear because it works for skaters and skaters get in some serious crashes, so it has to actually work and be good. The Megazord shows up, it hits one of their Energon Towers with a magnetism thing, and so the Energon is magnetically charged. It starts getting, like, sucked out really quickly. Yep, 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 yep. And because most of the pilots uh, are completely disabled, they cannot send the uh, mechs up to uh, to deal with it. Also, Silver, uh, like, they can't even send Gold up in his mech because Silver needs to be present in order for Gold's mech to work. So they need to deal with the small one, take care of that, destroy it, free these guys, and then go after the big guy. Yeah, they, they tried coming off the straws, but that doesn't work. So they need to destroy the mech to end the effect. They do trace uh, They do trace back the uh, evil magnetic pineapple to uh, the construction yard of fighting. And so gold, uh, gold and yellow, they go there uh, in their skate pads, and they're getting ready to jump it. Uh, but then gold's pads are shot off by escape with her machine gun pistols. She's there, and she just wants a good fight. She just had a fight with red, but now she wants to see what the gold and yellow are like. She's heard a lot about gold and is looking forward to dancing with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we skipped. Uh, there's a, another brief scene reinforcing the Jin as dad thing where he sees Yoko comforting a child. It's like uh, Yoko's mom with her when she was young. Yes. Such such specific flashbacks. You know, he's he's the father. We we don't have to pretend he's not the father anymore. No. Yeah. Like like I've said, there's like I I I we can establish this as canon. So, yeah, uh, we did cut over that scene, and uh, I guess we cut over the explanation that they can't wear this armor as they're transformed, so they have to be pretty vulnerable. And uh, so as Enter is, like, firing her machine gun, or Escape is firing her machine gun pistols, uh, Gold says, hey, like, let me deal with her. I'm immortal. Like, you know, if she destroys me, I'm fine because I'm immortal. But just as they're about to do it, Jay pops in over the radio. Technically true, but every time your body gets destroyed, you're real body in hyperspace takes a lot of damage which is a fact that no one else had realized yet and Jin says no it, it's fine like a couple times won't kill me <clears throat> and Yoko freaks out like in theory you could die from this like a couple more times like it's that serious uh, but you know he gives the speech about like you know he's there to protect her he promised the mob that he was going to look after her which is a weird thing for a random co-worker to do if anything happened to her like, how can he how can he face her mom again? Yep. But Yoko breaks away and says, Jin, I'm capable of looking after myself. Oh, she doesn't break away. She punches him in the gut and lays him out. Oh, yeah. She she does the anime knocking out a person by hitting them in the gut thing. Which, you know, if if you watch enough UFC, like a shot to the liver will do exactly that. 
I, I guess. Like, it's it's not the stomach. Like, you're looking for, like, the side. Because, like, you know, a punch to the liver just, like, completely disables your entire body. No, but it's always in the middle when they do it in anime. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, what what happened there is a person would go, oof, and fall over, but then they'd be back up. Mm-hmm. Like, they, if you hit them hard enough, they might throw up, but still, they'd be up kind of quick. Unless yeah. you rupture They would still be in the fight, just like, you know less effective and more in danger so don't do that people yeah but yeah uh yellow jumps super high you know she's uh, uh posing for the camera as and trying to block the shots that are coming in from escape uh most of her armor gets uh, uh blown off but at the last minute uh she's able to or no the i think at this point the other ragers show up and they all kind of like dogpile on her yeah they just like flop bodily onto escape to distract her and because these are low-stakes episodes, Escape just gets annoyed at this and leaves. Well, she does also like good fights, and that was just, like, a weird, weird move. Like, you know, this is beneath me, I'm out. They managed to hit the Metaroid and break off his magnet uh, iron shavings hair. Which uh, frees everyone, and so uh, he is destroyed. Again, they, they stand around him in a circle and shoot inwards, which, as he pointed out, is kind of high risk. Yeah, yeah. Our, I think most of them are not transformed at that point, right? No, they're all in suit. Oh, okay, okay. At least they're in suit, but still, don't. But they're, u- <laughs> they're using their, like, extra strong guns. At least it's better than in the next episode, but we'll get to that. Uh, and the big fight, the big fight isn't even really a fight, because I don't think the the big mech dodges or throws a single punch. Uh, they just kind of get it in a headlock. Yellow reverses the polarity on the on the Energon, and it shoots back into the tank, and then it dies. Yeah, he, he magnetizes the tower, which is the stronger magnet now, and it's pulled back in. And, like, Enotron heavily charging a giant metal structure that's full of it is not going to cause any problems, because it's definitely not flammable. Nope, 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 nope. Not at all. It's not like we've seen, you know, Enerjot explode in previous episodes. Yeah. It's not like both a petrol, uh, uh, uh petrol, like, you know, liquids, uh, uh, yeah. And also simultaneously something that can flow through power lines. And, and Energon is whatever in, they it, want it to be. It's not used in gas burners in the next episode is the main thing I'm hinting at. Yeah. yeah like yeah, fucking yeah. propane tanks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, we, we got the data mod where Jin, he's back down on the ground and says like, you're just like your mom because I was offering to, you know, help her out and support her. But she said like, nope, she's a proud single mom and she doesn't need any help from someone like him because... Obviously, the child came from, like, a one-night stand, and he was kind of trying to help, but she was like, no, I, can ma- I got this, man. And I mean, I I get it. I get both sides, like, you know. He wants to be a part of his obvious daughter's life, but she she's like, you know, hey, you're you're not willing to put a ring on it. She needs to build in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I'm not going anywhere. Now, let, let, let's go to the Christmas party, young Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, Blue also seems to think that gold is hiding stuff, which I think is not just a, uh, uh, implying about, like, the father, but gold might be in more trouble than he's letting on something, something, getting weaker, getting more injured. I don't know. On to episode 24. Which is a weird one. It, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 24 is... I I appreciate some of the absurdity of it, but that that's all it has going for it. They really had, like, different writing staff for these ones. Because, like, if they're thinking, like, hey, uh, 
Yoko and Ry- Ryuji are at base and Hiromu's not there. So they, they think where he went out with Nick. And they have weird fantasies of like Hiromu trying very basic, normal human things. And it's hilarious for some reason. Yeah, they've they've done these kind of like uh, aside flashback uh, fantasy things before. They several times. This is barely a comedy beat, but it's treated like one. It's like getting doing some normal shopping for clothes or going to see a movie. Like he could be doing that. Like he he does have civilian clothes, and he might just be seeing a movie. He has days off. Yeah, I I don't see where the joke is, but they seem to think it's hilarious. Uh, and Yoko's like, you know, he does have a life outside of this. It's weird to me, but, you know, he did go to school and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, and then at that point, I forget who walks in, but there's a Summerfest flyer. Yeah, it, it's it's the, the blue robot, Gorisaki. So they decide, it, it, all right, maybe this is just me, but, like, I like my friends. I like you, Sam. But if I go to an event and I specifically don't tell anyone about it and don't invite anyone I know... I don't want to be social that day. I just want to be by myself and be at that event. Yeah, I, I get that. Because we have boundaries here. <laughs> yeah, we deserve our personal space and we don't want our two co-workers slash battle buddies showing up mm-hmm. in full military gear. Which is more or less all that they own. Yeah. That plus a couple costumes that they use for civilian spy missions, which are wildly out of style. Yoko has like two cute outfits, I think, and Ryuji maybe has like jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, the other two rangers, they show up at the Summerfest, and oh, hey, like, Red is actually a circus performer. He's working with a troop of street performers and contact jugglers. Yeah, he he's, there's some people very blandly doing the Fushigi, like, <laughs> as if the actor had, like, one day to learn how to do this, and that they were hired. The... Uh, explanation is that these are Red's old middle school friends, and uh, he kept in touch with them, and they were a man down for a, a street performance, and so they needed help, and he volunteered to come back and do the juggling that he was known for in the group. In this shot, they really make it seem like the actor can't juggle, but in a later shot, he can, so either he just hadn't practiced enough yet, or it was bad choreography. I mean, they did stick him in this, like, big fluffy clown outfit with a wig. Like, even a good juggler is probably going to struggle in that the first few times. So, Hiromu, he's a little annoyed that they showed up in uniform and are bothering him on his day off. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's exp- he explains what you said. Uh, and, uh, yeah, meanwhile, enter. He's just wandering around in a festival outfit. I guess I guess this is around the time of Japan where there are lots of summer festivals. And I thought he was at this festival, uh, but it turns out that he was not. He was at a completely separate festival. And so he uh, walks up to a cotton candy machine and he turns it into a Metaroid. I did yeah. like the design. I'll I'll give the week this. I liked the design of the monster. Yeah, he 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 has the big spinning plate thing on his head like a like a mariachi hat. He also has, like, you know, some tubes and stuff on the back that are filled with, like, fluff symbolizing cotton candy. And his weapon is, like, you know, two spitters, which he will use very effectively uh, to block shots, block energy attacks, and redirect them. It's kind of funny, like, initially it's, like, a cotton candy machine, really? But, no, those things are terrifying. Like, they spew, like, molten molten sugar and stuff around. Yeah, the the people manning them, they have to, like, stick these, like, tiny little tubes inside to catch them and, like, spin them and warp them into shape. God, like, how many birds? How many sugar, like, just molten lava birds? 
do the operators have to get from those things, Harry? <laughs> they didn't have, like, the thick leather gloves, like, early x-ray machine operators, where they're all, like, gnarled and covered in sores. <laughs> Hiromu is about to leave because the meteorite showed up, but his teacher is here. His teacher from high school. Yes. Which was, which, I was about to say she hasn't aged much from the flashbacks we see, but then again, that was, like, two years. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> It was literally two years ago. I wasn't sure if they were implying that he had a crush on her. Like, I I couldn't quite tell the age of this person immediately. It, I mean, I was more taking it as it's just a, you know, wholesome connection between them. Like, you know, teacher to students, you know, like, like friends. And if they were trying for a romantic thing, there's no chemistry between these characters at all. None whatsoever. But yeah, so the, uh, the other rangers, like, they... They tell Red, like, hey, stick around. We're going to go deal with the mech. And, you know, just you stay here, protect these people, and we'll scout the scene and call you in if we need you. It's literally more important for you to dress up like a clown and juggle at this festival that'll have, like, 20 watchers? Then save the entire world from destruction. Yeah, those are the stakes this week. You know, Hiromu... Hiromu, like, is a little reticent to go, which I guess is trying to show how much he likes this, but really, it should have been the other people pushing more. Yeah, uh, so uh, at the at the other festival, Gold Silver, they show up first. I guess they were uh, in the neighborhood to go to the street festival. Makes sense. They seem like street festival types. Uh, so they're uh, fighting with the monster. Uh, Escape actually throws down for a little bit, which we haven't seen for a while. Uh, he's dueling with Gold directly. And so just the two of them are kind of pairing off, and it's a fairly even match. Yeah, and uh, the Metaroid, meanwhile, is sucking energy out of, as I said, the Enetrod Propane Burgers burners yeah energon is just whatever the fuck they want it to be it's any energy source and you know i can kind of see this because like for festivals they do have like lots of power sources thrown together in a hurry so they're probably low not at all defended and like, oh yeah 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 having worked at having worked at some harry yes there are generators and just buckets of oil and gasoline everywhere yep yeah, that's the nice thing i'll say about this episode it kind of makes sense what part of it? Uh, the fight is pretty brief. Like, you know, the the cotton candy guy, like, he's mostly just collecting energy, but he does redirect a few attacks to, you know, show his shtick. Uh, but then after a minute or so, uh, Enter says, you know what? We have the Enterjod from this festival, so we're going to leave. Later. So the Ecobusters reconvene. There are three festivals in the area. Uh, and uh, one of them is the one that just, you know, got hit by terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... So one is the one Hiromu's at, and the other one is just elsewhere. I don't know. Silver and gold go to watch that one. Makes sense. They're splitting their forces. They'll have, like, two rangers or two or three rangers on site at either event in the likely event that it's one of the ones targeted. They also have, like, an hour before the big robot shows up. They also say, you know, we should probably just fucking cancel this because it's an active terror threat on a very small, like, it's... It would kind of suck to have Summerfest cancelled, but, like, if I knew that a squad of arms... If there was a 50-50 chance that a hundred... that a hundred-foot monster was going to stomp through Summerfest, I would be on board with cancelling Summerfest. Yeah, like, so there's three Chipotles in your area, and one of them was burned down, and the guy who did it said, I'm gonna burn down a different one. Don't eat Chipotle that day. <laughs> Yeah, but no. Uh, instead, we get a flashback to Hiromu in school, where he's extra antisocial. He's just practicing for his own thing, which is saving the world. Mm-hmm. 
and the teacher it like like kind of literally drags him to be in her club and i this is not a good episode this was not a well done episode i did kind of get what they were going here like harry did you did you watch the first season of glee uh yeah yeah I think I stopped immediately after, which was by yes, all right, the right, right, and that was one hundred percent the right decision because the first season of Glee is good because it's about students that are genuinely lost and genuinely trying to find their place in the world, and it's just a team of misfits coming together for nothing but just like survival and finding peace in like a chaotic world, and then in future seasons they forgot all about the lessons that they learned in season one, and it just becomes stupid ass popularity contest, but whatever. Uh, but so I, I get like, you know, finding a group of weirdos and just like sticking with them and like actually becoming good, genuine friends with them. I could even see him like, you know, becoming really good at juggling. He is a speedster, so his reflexes are off the charts. It's just that he doesn't interact with any of the other students in like the show. I think maybe he says one sentence to them and back. Yeah, like they're 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 clearly like a what's a what's a term for like a person that or they're they're like extras. They're like skilled extras. They don't have lines like they clearly don't have lines because the studio didn't want to pay them the extra 75 bucks that day. Can you pass for a high schooler and do one like performance thing? Can you can can you do like 15 seconds of contact juggling? No. Can you do five seconds of contact juggling? Okay, that's all we need. Can you unicycle in a circle for like. You know, enough for us to establish the shot. Yes, it's going to be a panning shot. Like, maybe two seconds. Like, can, can you keep your balance for two seconds? Uh, and Hiromu really wants to do this. Uh, because it's the it's a, the teacher is going away soon. And I thought that, like, she was transferring to a different school or doing a different job. No, she wants to travel the world. <laughs> travel the world with a troop of street performers. Congratulations, Mrs. Uh... Her name is like Shitara, by the way. It's like the shit is literally in it. Uh, but uh, congratulations, you found the one job with less prospects than a high school teacher. <laughs> That's from the American perspective. I think in Japan they probably actually pay you decently, so this is extra dumb and crazy. Yep, 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 yep. Like we we've seen these Toku shows where like there was the in the Heaven's Tornado episode. At least that guy could kind of dance a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. We've seen episodes where a character has a skill, and the character can actually do that skill. None of these people can actually do anything, and they're dumb, and I hate them all. (laughs) I mean, I I don't have hate for the other people, because, as we've said before, they have no lines, Harry. They have no personality. The show didn't even try. Yeah. And and so the show did try, so why should I spend hate on them? Anyway, so uh, the monster shows up, of course, at Hiromu's one. Uh, there's a brief shot of Jin and Jay, like, decked out in festival gear and, like, drinking snacks. So when they realize, okay, the small bot's there, so that means that we get the big bot duty. Let's go to our mechs. And there is a, there is a really cool shot where when the cotton candy guy is getting ready to menace the festival, Red uses his super speed to just, like, spear him and drag him away from the festival and just, like, shove him in a forest. Like what the Flash should have done in every episode. Yeah, just like, you know, get distance, get him away from the civilians, get him clear so you can have your fight and no one gets hurt. So they start fighting. Uh, He is, he, the monster is redirecting blasts, but oh no, Mrs. Uh, Whatever. 
Mrs. Teacher. Miss, as she, Mrs. Mrs. Shitty or something. Literally, her name is Shit something. She's running back. Sh- Shitara. Uh, Shitara. Yeah, it's Shitara. Yeah, so the bike got all the civilians away, except for the teacher who went back for something special, which it turns this is out- after, This is after the mech shows up. Like, there's a fucking mech stomping around the city, and she's like, open a guy and go get this photo, because I wanted to give everyone a copy. Yeah, which, but means, the, which means- Which means she has copies elsewhere. She could have made other copies. She probably has this digital. She could make all the copies. Like- the only way this could have been redeemed is that is that the the climax of the episode was her like kind of liking her because she was such an idiot about everything she was endearing. Uh but yeah, so after that, you know, uh Red, he like, you know, he saves the teacher, uses the super speed, and she realizes it's him. Uh the fights are super fast after that. Uh Red goes up into the back. They do a new finisher where he rides on the back of the uh the jet to, you know, cut the monster in half. <laughs> And and there's a scene, okay, so the way that they finish the Metroid is that, uh, uh, they're like, alright, let's do some spinning of our own. So Ryuji runs forward, and Yoko aims up a ch- charge blast, very specifically aiming at Ryuji. Yep, 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 like the red laser dot just on his back. Like, the episode art is definitely gonna be that, of Yoko preparing to shoot Ryuji down. <laughs> uh, but, you know, she fires a shot at Ryuji, he does a spin... Catches the energy with his blade and uses it like a lightsaber to finish off the cotton candy maker uh, in a way where he couldn't redirect the blast. Yeah. Or it they was could a good just, move. Good move. Or they could have just stabbed him normally. They could normally make their blades glow. I mean, it was pretty good with those, you know, he was pretty good with those uh, little spear things. And they need to do a special move to kill him, Harry. That's how it works. Like, you, you charge up, you build a combo, and then you have to do, like, a finishing move. There's a finishing move. They could do finishing moves with just their swords. They've done that. I guess they have, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, there is one of those. Uh, but yeah, so Danima, the episode is another moment between Red and his teacher who may or may not have romantic. It's not explored. No chemistry. The teacher says she, she just says that, hey, I know it was you, Hiromu. So good luck at your job. I'm dying to see what you can do. So immediately after the episode ends, she got thrown into the van with all the other people who found out stuff they couldn't know. Yep. Like the the shitty thieves, the the dumb kid from the from episode twenty two. Hey, I'm I'm sure her and her troop of street performers are a huge hit in that underground bunker that the government keeps all those people in. At Sentai Gitmo. <laughs> God, that that's awful because all their families were already ready for them to like go overseas. So the energy company didn't even have to, like, fabricate that big a story. It's like, no, they just went over early. Uh, you'll, you're going to see them again eventually. And then they never do, Harry. They never see them again. Oh, they, uh, they were touring through some foreign country that got lost there. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> so not the best episodes this week. Like, uh, 23, uh, I enjoyed. 24, not so much. 23 um, has parts to enjoy, like, the, the obvious parts like father parent thing but 24 just falls apart yeah these are very much these are wheel spinners 25 i don't think i don't think 25 is anything special but to be fair 26 is i think my favorite episode of the entire series oh okay i'm looking forward to that yeah we we have that to look forward to at least Mm -hmm. Uh, i probably should have done something to make this episode longer uh I had a long, I had a long bit at the start where I told a, ta- a joke that I wasn't sure if it was tasteless, and Sam. It was pretty tasteless, was. yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna be short of this one. I should have done a game. Nah, nah, we'll do a game next week. 
Let's have like a 20 minute episode this week and like an hour, 20 minute uh, episode next week, Harry. Just keep people on their toes. Yeah. Uh, But until then, Harry, on the subject, how are we going to be staying on our toes? We're going to be dancing. Yes. Dance on them toes. Tip tap it away.